Last Exit for 20 Miles by Kevin Kennedy. Open on Ray's Diner in Kepler, North Dakota. Kepler sits 10 miles from the South Dakota border. It is a dying town and the diner provides its feeble pulse. It's a windy night, as most nights are in North Dakota. The diner is a typical small town diner frozen in 1950s decor. Ray, the proprietor, is wiping down the counter while his young waitress Lacey sits on one of the empty booths and quietly sings a Christmas carol to herself. It is Christmas Eve. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Why are we open, Ray? It's Christmas Eve. We haven't had a customer since four o'clock. I always have customers on Christmas Eve. People in this dinky little town are sitting around their Christmas trees. You're not. That's because you scheduled me to work. I told you that you didn't need to come in tonight. You know I need the money, Ray. What could you possibly need money for at age 25? 23. 23. You live with your parents. They pay for your food. You don't have a boyfriend anymore. What on earth do you need money for? You know I'm saving up to move to Nashville. Nashville. Ha! What is a North Dakota girl going to do in Nashville? You know I want to be a country singer, Ray. How many country singers do you know from North Dakota? Exactly. Hi, this is Dan Michaels coming to you from the Mighty 790 KFGO in Fargo, North Dakota. It's 7 o'clock. I'm going to keep you company this Christmas Eve with some Christmas music. I'd like to dedicate this next song to Ray's Diner down in Kepler, North Dakota, right on the South Dakota border. Merry Christmas, you guys. (laughs) Hey, that's us. Yep. Why would some radio guy from Fargo talk about us? Uh, Because he stopped in here five years ago on Christmas Eve when his car broke down on his way to his relative's house. He sat in here and warmed up while I got some of the guys to fix his car. We had him back on the road in an hour and he made it in time for Christmas dinner. (laughs) Wow. He told me that he was going to mention the diner on every Christmas Eve that he worked. Well, that's some free publicity. I don't think anybody's driving an hour from Fargo to eat a Ray's specialty burger. Well, you need to put that billboard back up on the interstate. No one is pulling off for Kepler when the casino is right on the interstate. I don't think you're going to have any customers tonight, Ray. It's snowing like crazy out there, and the wind is blowing something fierce. The wind is always blowing, and besides, you're here. Earl, I thought you and Sydney were going up to her folks' house in Jamestown for Christmas. We got in a fight. (laughs) About what? Same stuff as always. That stupid dog of yours? No. She wants to announce to her parents we got engaged. But we're not engaged. Then get engaged. It's not that simple. You've been dating for six years. I don't know what you're waiting for. I want to get her a ring, but I don't have the money. Don't look at me. I'm saving up to move to Nashville. I wasn't asking you. Well, don't look at me. I can't afford to pay the mortgage in this place. Can I get you something? How about a cup of coffee? I'm not going to be able to pay the mortgage on what I make on coffee. Sorry, Ray. Sydney made me dinner before the fight. You should just go apologize to her and get going to Jamestown. It's snowing so hard that we probably wouldn't make it. I don't want to get stuck in the car with her when she's like this. Or in the house, apparently. Girls like apologies. I've been apologizing for six years. I think she's sick of my apologies. You know, a girl doesn't need a ring to get married. Doesn't seem real if you don't have a ring. I wouldn't plan on going anywhere tonight. I think they're going to shut down the interstate. (laughs) That bad? 
It's bad. Six inches so far, and it doesn't look like it's going to let up. We've got a car spun out on the bridge going into Minnesota. We're going to need a tow truck over here to move it. Cars are backed up for two blocks. That's why I didn't want to move to Wapaton. I don't want to have to deal with calls like that. You had to deal with Tanner's truck going in the ditch last night because if you hit a deer. That's worse. Ugh, that's because Tanner is a first-class idiot. I thought you and Sydney were going up to Jamestown. We got in a fight. You guys are always in a fight. She wants to get married, but he doesn't have a ring. That is a dilemma. How come you never got married, Sheriff? Deputy. I told you, Lacey. I'm a Richland County Sheriff's deputy. I'm just waiting to find the right woman. You're not going to find her in Kepler. <laughs> well, Sydney might be available soon. Hey! I don't need that headache. That's Earl's migraine. <laughs> You're almost 40, Daryl. You'd better find someone soon. I am much closer to 30, thank you very much. <laughs> Ray, where do you get help like this? She was the only one available now that my wife is driving up to Fargo every day for work. That's a hike. We need the money to keep this place open. You should sell it. Well... You better watch out, it's coming down out there. And the wind is blowing. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Schneider. Let me get you to a booth. Thank you, dear. Oh, the lights are out on your Christmas tree, Raymond. They went out this morning. I messed with them for a while, but I can't figure out what is wrong with them. You know, I'm on the Kepler Christmas Lights Competition Committee. She wanted to take one last look at the lights around town. There is some stiff competition this year. With the lights gone out on your tree, you'll have a tough time winning. You'd have a tough time beating the Pattersons, Ray. No one is going to beat the Pattersons. They've won the past five years. You never know. The Gordons on the north end of town are giving them stiff competition this year. The Pattersons? At a Santa sleigh with all nine reindeer this year. Rudolph's nose lights up. Tough to beat that. You'd have a shot at the consolation prize if you got the lights on this tree working. Uh, I'll probably just take it down the day after Christmas anyway. I, I wrap the presents underneath the tree. Oh. There's nothing in them. They're just some boxes I found in the back. They look nice. I should get back out there. Make the rounds. Watch yourself, Daryl. We almost got stuck on the north end of town. I sure will, Mr. Schneider. You folks have yourself a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Daryl. Oh, he's a nice boy. I don't know why he ever married. Well, he says he never found the right girl. Lacey. Oh, right. Uh, what can I get you folks? We'll just take a couple of coffees. Oh, and a menu. I might get some pie. We have three pies at home. There isn't anybody to eat those pies. Two coffees and a menu coming right up. What's going on with them? Their son's not coming up for Christmas. So? His wife left him and took their grandson. She has full custody. So they can't... They can't see him. They've got a tree with lots of presents under it and no one to give them to. Oh. Take them each a slice of pumpkin pie in the house. Are you going Christmas caroling, Mrs. Schneider? I have known you your whole life, Earl. You can call me Helen. It just feels weird. Sydney calls me Helen. She doesn't mind. Well, that's because she does your hair. Things are different in the beauty salon. Aren't you two married yet? Sydney certainly wants to be. Well, he can't afford a ring. Here's some coffee for you. I am certain she'd marry you without a ring. Oh, do you have a menu? I just... I wouldn't feel right. You need a ring. You didn't have a ring when you asked me. I gave you a ring. That was on our fifth anniversary. Well, at least I gave you one. If you give her a ring, make sure it's bigger than this one. That's nice. <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Here you go. Two slices of pumpkin pie on the house. I hope you like lots of whipped cream. What? It's pumpkin. Yeah, yeah it, it, I know it's pumpkin. Ray's wife made it. It's good. I've had three slices of it myself. 
It's fine, Lacey. We both like pumpkin pie. Thank you. I, I can take it back if you don't want it. I think we got apple pie. No, no. Pumpkin is fine. It's Patrick's favorite. I made it just for him. Lacey. Here, dear. Have a bite. What did I say? Patrick is their grandson. Are you folks closing soon? No, we're going to be open for a while. What can we get you? I could really go for a cup of hot chocolate. Coming right up. Uh, Would you like a booth or to sit at the counter? I'd like to sit in a booth. Are you in town visiting someone? Just passing through. I'm working tonight. This isn't a very good night to be out on the roads. Cars are spinning out all over. I'm a very careful driver. I just have to get rid of my load and then I can be home on Christmas Day. I used to drive a truck for a few years. I didn't like being away from home that much. I'm surprised your dispatcher is making you work on Christmas Eve. The load needs to be delivered. That's what I don't like about the way the world has changed. Now they expect you to work every day of the year, including holidays. I don't mind. I like seeing all the Christmas lights. I hope they're at least paying you overtime. Here you go. One hot chocolate. I put some whipped cream on the top. I hope you don't mind. I love whipped cream. Do you happen to have another slice of that uh, pumpkin pie that she's having? We do. But perhaps you'd like a slice of apple pie? No, I'd like a slice of the pumpkin. Uh, With lots of whipped cream, please. (laughs) Sure thing. How is the pie? It's, uh, good. Doesn't feel like the Christmas season without pumpkin pie. It's my favorite. Lots of people like pumpkin pie. I especially like to have it in these small-town diners. It's usually fresh and homemade. I make a point of getting it every year on Christmas Eve at a small-town diner. They usually got you working on Christmas Eve? Long as I can remember. You need a new dispatcher. Look, Mom, they have a tree. I see that. Well, Carolyn Turner. Hi, Ray. I'm going to give you a hug. Ah, It's been a long time. Fourteen years. Did you come to see your folks? I moved back in with them, actually. Uh, This is my son, Jack. The lights on your tree are out. They went out this morning. You should fix them. Christmas trees look way better when the lights work. I'll see if I can fix it. Are these real presents? Jack. Uh... Can I open one? Jack. I'm sorry, Ray. I'm afraid there's nothing in them. Why would you wrap presents with nothing in them? We just wanted to look nice, I guess. You have six presents under the tree. I bet some of them have something in them. Let's sit down in the booth over here, Jack. They never tell you that eight-year-olds ask so many questions. I asked Santa for a bike. I don't think there's a bike in any of those presents. Okay, let's sit down. Those presents are too small to have a bike inside them. Can I get you something to drink? I'll have a cup of coffee and he'll have some hot chocolate. Coming right up. Uh, Carolyn Turner? Yes. We went to high school together. I'm sorry, I don't... You were a cheerleader. (laughs) Yes. Were, Were you on the football team? Not when you were there. I was a freshman when you were a senior. Name's Earl. I apologize. I don't... Don't worry about it. I don't remember who the freshmen were when I was a senior. Did you even make it to senior year, Earl? Very funny. Yes, I made it to senior year. In fact, I graduated. Do you know Lacey? No, I don't believe I do. Pleased to meet you. She's the town's smart aleck. Uh, (laughs) She has a big dream of moving to Nashville. I am moving to Nashville. She wants to be a country singer. You leave her alone, Earl. Lacey is a very good singer. I've been asking her to join our church choir for years, but she doesn't want to sing church hymns. They just all sound the same to me. Plus, Ray's got me working on Sunday mornings. What's the white stuff on top? It's whipped cream, honey. You'll like it. Don't touch it with your finger. Use a spoon. 
I'm sure Ray would let you off on Sunday mornings to sing in the choir. Wouldn't you, Ray? Uh, sure I would. You could even bring your guitar. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not a good enough player yet. Well, then bring your voice. You have a lovely voice. Leave the girl alone. She doesn't want to sing the old wooden cross. Oh, you hush. Uh, you sing country music, dear? Yeah, mostly just stuff I've written. It's not very good. Oh, you hush too, Earl. It's no wonder Sydney's always complaining about you. If you ever do get the money to buy a ring, I hope she tells you no. You are so negative all the time. What song have you ever heard me sing, Earl? That one about the girl and the boy down by the creek. <laughs> I wrote that song back in seventh grade. I haven't sung it in years. Oh, get your guitar out and sing us something new. I, I don't have my guitar here. Oh, then just sing something a cappella. Um... Would you leave the poor girl alone? This girl has a beautiful voice. She doesn't need a guitar to sing. She's not a circus act. Gilbert Schneider, it is too bad that we never had a daughter. Then you would know that a girl with a beautiful voice like hers would love to share it with the world. Well, thank you, Mrs. Schneider. Helen. Helen. And I, I would like to share my voice with the world someday. That's why I want to move to Nashville. I've heard Nashville is nice. Have you been there? No, I never made it past Chicago. I've never been past the Twin Cities. Did you say your last name was Schneider? Are you related to Owen Schneider? He's our son. We were friends in high school. What's he up to now? He lives in Minneapolis. He works as a computer technician for the city. That makes sense. He was always good with computers. Has he gotten married, have kids or anything? Well, uh, yes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to pry. No, it's quite all right. Owen is currently in the midst of a divorce. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's quite all right. These things happen. These things don't just happen. I told you for years that things weren't good. It's that wife of his. She spends much more money than they make. Honey, we don't need well, to share. Well, she does. She spends money like she's the queen of England. And she took our grandson. This has been a tough year for us. Usually Owen brings the family up and we get to see our grandson, Patrick. But this year they're not coming. That woman said something to the judge and she got full Custody of Patrick, a bunch of lies. We haven't seen our grandson in almost a year. Our son only has supervised rights, and he's not allowed to take him out of the state. She won't let us see him either. We're not on the list of visitors. Shh, dear. We've been nothing but good to her and our grandson. How old is he? He just turned eight. The same age as Jack. We took them to Disney World. We gave him his first bike. Mom, he got a bike. Shh, I heard that. No one should be able to take their son away from their father. I'm sorry. We've been talking too much. What brings you back to Kepler? I moved back in with my parents. I lost my job, and I was having trouble making ends meet. Did you uh, get a... No, we never got married. We weren't very serious, and when I got pregnant, he told me that he wasn't ready to be a father. Oh, dear. So, I... Uh, just had him and decided to raise him myself. Does he... No, he's, he's never helped me out. He's never even met him. Well, this is the problem with our world today. He doesn't want to see his son. Owen wants to see Patrick and he can't. Helen. It's okay. Once I realized it was just Jack and I, we got used to it. You should sue him for child support. Well, I thought about it, but... Mom, can I have another one of these? Sure. Could he have another hot chocolate, Ray? I'll have another one too, please. I like your beard. Well, thank you. It's white, like Santa's. I suppose it is. I met Santa at the mall. His beard was much bigger than yours. We went and saw him, and we took pictures with him. That's nice. What did you ask him for? I asked him for a bike, 
but I'm not sure he's going to bring me a bike. Why do you think that? He said it was winter and I wouldn't be able to ride the bike for six months. I told him I could take it to school and ride it around in the gym. That sounds like a good plan. I don't think he was Santa. Why do you say that? We were at another mall and Santa was there too. But he didn't look the same. Maybe he had to get his Santa suit cleaned and he put on a different one. No, I don't think it was him. Do you think Santa's real? Jack, I'm sorry. Don't bother this man. It's okay. He's not bothering me. Of course Santa is real. I hope he brings me a bike. Whatever Santa brings you will be great, I'm sure. We moved. I don't think Santa knows where I live. I bet he does. Mom, can I go look at those presents? Sure. But don't unwrap any of them. Those aren't yours. I won't. I'm sorry he was bothering you. This is all new to him. We just moved back to town yesterday and he's never been here. Aren't his grandparents here? Yeah, it's a long story. (laughs) I've got time. I fought with my parents a lot when I was in high school. I really wanted to get out of here, but my parents didn't want to let me go. I didn't want to be one of those people that never leave Kepler, North Dakota. (laughs) Get married, have kids, get a job in Wapaton or worse, drive an hour every day to Fargo to work. After high school, we fought all the time, and the pressure got really bad. One day, I couldn't take it anymore, so I just left. I made it as far as Chicago, and I ran out of money. I got a job selling hot dogs at Wrigley Field. I flirted with a guy that was a beer vendor. I slept on his couch for four months, but he wanted something more. Eventually, I saved enough money and found a crappy little apartment in a crummy neighborhood. Did your parents know where you were? No. I was so mad at them that... I didn't talk to them for five years. I bet they were worried about you. I was punishing them. I know it's cruel and they didn't deserve it, but I blamed them for everything that went wrong in my life. Eventually, I got a job as a clerk in a law office and I met this guy. We moved in together. Everything was great. He told me to reach out to them, so I did. I bet they were happy to hear from you. They were. They weren't even mad, just relieved. They came down and visited me. That must have been nice. It was, for a while. But then I got pregnant. And he moved out. My parents wanted me to come home. We fought constantly. I stayed in Chicago to spite them. I know it sounds stupid and petty, but I didn't want to live the life that they thought I should be living. Did they come down to see the baby? Once, when Jack was six months old. We fought the whole time. My dad lectured me about the cost of living in Chicago. My mom kept telling me to get married. I finally told them to go. And they never came down again. I wouldn't let them. Every time they made plans, I lied and told them that I was going to be out of town. They kept asking me to come up to North Dakota for the holidays, and I said I was too busy. They offered to meet me halfway in Minneapolis, and I told them I could do it next year. And next year never came. Next year never came. A few months ago, Jack got very sick. He had pneumonia in his lungs, and I had to take time off from work. I had some sick time saved up, but it wasn't enough. I started to burn through the little money I'd saved. Then my job gave me an ultimatum. Come back to work, or they were going to fire me. I sent Jack back to school, and I went to work. I got a call at lunchtime that he'd collapsed during recess from exhaustion. (sighs) I went to get him, and that was it. I couldn't go back to work, and they fired me. Uh, And the apartment? My dad was right. The cost of living is high in Chicago. 
I stayed with a friend for a few weeks, but she didn't want me and Jack sleeping on her couch forever, so I packed up what we could fit in the car and gave away the rest. I called my parents from Minneapolis and said we were coming up for a visit, and we were going to stay for Christmas if that was okay. Is it okay? My dad knew as soon as we came through the door. He didn't say anything to me, but I know he talked to my mother. She made up the guest room for Jack, and I slept in the same single bed I had in high school. (laughs) I feel like such a failure. We all need a helping hand sometime. I wanted to do it all by myself, but I couldn't. And now I'm stuck in Kepler, North Dakota. Kepler isn't so bad. You haven't lived here for 18 years. No, but I've seen a lot of small towns in my travels. I've seen a lot of cities, too, for that matter. The town isn't the stores, uh, the movie theaters, or even Ray's Diner. Towns and cities are made up of people. They're good people and bad people in both, but if you look for the good, you usually find it. Mom, one of those boxes has something in it. Can I open it? Those are all empty boxes, honey. No, I shook one and there was something in it. Come over here and I'll show you. I'm sorry I bothered telling you all this. I enjoyed hearing it. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Last Exit for 20 Miles by Kevin Kennedy. We'll be right back. last exit for 20 miles an original radio play by kevin kennedy we return to kepler north dakota and find residents new old and just passing through at ray's diner the schneiders gill and helen Lacey, the waitress ray the proprietor of ray's diner earl hiding out from a fight with his girlfriend carolyn and her eight-year-old son jack and a stranger an old man who's on the road working on christmas eve The storm continues outside, but inside the diner, coffee, hot chocolate, and pumpkin pie can be found on every table. Are you planning on just staying here until we close, Earl? Sydney usually takes a few hours to calm down. Oh, I'll bet. (laughs) You don't think she'll try to drive to Jamestown without me, do you? If I were her, I would. She's a terrible driver. She hates driving in the snow. What does she hate more, driving in the snow or you? Very funny. Would you like another slice of pie? No, one slice is my limit. If I didn't stop myself, I'd probably end up eating the whole pie. My wife does make a great pie. Well, give her my compliments. I will. I usually pick a different diner every Christmas Eve, but I might make an exception next year and stop in here again. I'm not sure I'm going to be here next year. Uh, You seem a little young to be retiring. I don't think I can afford to keep the place open. With pie like this, people must be coming in all the time. We're only 10 miles off the interstate, but we might as well be 10,000 miles off of it. No one comes here except the few people in town and the farmers around here. That's not enough to keep the lights on. Kepler is a dying town with a, a lot of small towns in this country. Kids are born here, but they leave as soon as they can. 
that nice young lady moved back here with her son. Carolyn? She only moved back here because she fell in hard times. As soon as she gets back on her feet, she'll be gone to the nearest city she can find. My waitress wants to leave as soon as she saves enough money. The writing is on the wall. I see a lot of small towns. Many of them are thriving. Not this one. We can't even afford our own sheriff. Daryl was born here, but he works for the county sheriff in Wapaton and just drives through here each night because he's from here. So you've already decided? When I first opened this place 20 years ago, people came through here all the time. Farmers came here for breakfast and lunch every day. You couldn't find a seat most days, but then some of the farms were bought up. Others, the kids didn't want to take over. Parents begged their kids to take over the farm, but the kids wanted to move to the city. When they died off, the farm was just sold on to something bigger. Less people meant fewer customers. I had three waitresses working at one time. I would cook. My wife would work the register, but then it was just me and my wife. She took a job last summer driving up to Fargo each day. I hired Lacey part-time, but I could, I could just as easily do the work myself. I mean, she's a nice girl, but even she wants to get out. Well, the kids can get restless. Now, my wife works so that we can keep this place open. I'm behind on the mortgage. I'm going to close down after New Year's. I, I haven't told Lacey yet. She's been saving up for a bus ticket to Nashville, but I guess she's just going to have to find work somewhere else. Maybe drive up to Fargo also. Hey, Ray, you want me to wash these dishes? Sure thing. The sad thing is it's a dying town. Once the town diner goes, the town usually dies. We have the Lutheran Church, the Catholic Church, a beauty salon, and a gas station. We lost the grocery store five years ago. Now everyone has to drive to Wapiton to get the groceries. I'm afraid if I go, I'll have to drive to Wapiton for church to get their hair done and to get their car fixed. How much do you owe on that mortgage? I had to take a second mortgage out six years ago. When I had trouble paying that, I took out a second mortgage out on my house to pay the mortgage on the diner. I've, I've made some mistakes, but now I'm afraid I might lose my house. My wife took the job in Fargo so we could keep our house. She told me this morning that we have to let the diner go. You've got quite a crowd in here tonight. For some reason, I always have people on Christmas Eve. They don't buy much, but they seem to need a place to go. <laughs> I call it my Lonely Hearts Club. Everyone in here seems broken, <laughs> except for maybe you. I just believe that everything will eventually work out for the best for everyone. I wish I could believe you. You're a good man, Ray. This town needs you. They just shut down the interstate. We officially have eight inches of snow, and they're predicting ten more. I hope no one was planning on going anywhere. For that matter, I don't think anyone is coming for Christmas dinner tomorrow. Looks like you're staying in Kepler for the night. Everything will work out for the best. Carolyn? Hi, Daryl. Well, what are you doing here? Did you come to visit your parents? Yes. Wow. I haven't seen you since... It's been a long time. Mom, can we take one of these home and put it under Grandma and Grandpa's tree? No, those aren't ours. Who is this? This is my son, Jack. Oh. Jack, say hi to my friend Daryl. Hi, Daryl. It looks like he's a police officer. Is that a real gun? Yeah. Have you shot anyone? <laughs> no, just a deer. A reindeer? I don't think it was a reindeer. You can't shoot the reindeer. Santa needs them. I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a reindeer. I don't think it was a reindeer. Do we have reindeer around here? Don't ask me. Reindeer live up in Canada. They don't live in North Dakota. 
There you have it. It wasn't a reindeer, just a regular deer. Are you a motorcycle policeman? No. It would be tough to ride a motorcycle in the snow. We have motorcycle policemen where I come from. Oh, yeah? Where's that? Chicago. Oh, I, I bet they do. We also have policemen that ride horses. Do you ride a horse? I've, I've ridden a horse before, but I don't ride a horse for work. We also have policemen that ride bikes. Oh, that's really great. I want a bike for Christmas. Well, that would be a pretty cool Christmas present. I asked Santa for one, but I don't think he knows where I am. We moved after I talked to Santa. Moved? It's a long story. Jack, do you want to finish your hot chocolate? No, I want to look at the present some more. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to sit for a minute, or do you have to get back out there? Oh, not much is happening in Kepler right now. I've got a booth right over here. Did you move back here? Uh, not by choice. Oh, you got a divorce? I'm, I'm sorry I to hear that. I was never married. I told you, it was a long story. We're snowed in. I don't have anywhere to go unless Tanner gets stuck again tonight. Tanner? Oh, he's our town idiot. He has a habit of getting stuck regularly. I don't think I know him. Probably not. He's only 19, but he's got the brain power of an 8-year-old. I'm sorry, how old is your son? 8. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I didn't mean that... It, really, it's okay. <laughs> Open mouth, insert foot. Just wait until he comes back to the table. He'll start asking so many questions, you'll be running from the diner. I like kids. Do you have any kids? No. I never got married either. Did you ever get close? I dated a girl from Rutland for a while, but it didn't work out. You should have married her, Daryl. Thank you for your dating advice, Mrs. Schneider, but it didn't work out. Was she waiting for a ring? No, Mr. Schneider. You've got me confused with Earl and Sydney. They're the ones stuck in dating limbo because Earl can't afford a ring. Why does everyone know my business? Because you practically walk around like a billboard telling everyone. I do not. Well, you'd better figure it out soon or else you'll be a 40-year-old bachelor like Daryl. I told you before, Lacey, that I'm much closer to 30. <laughs> I hope so because I graduated high school with you and I'm nowhere near 40. You're 40, Mom? Sometimes I feel like it. I thought you were 34. I am, Jack. Do I really look that old? You don't look a day over 25. Thank you. Being a single mom can age you. His dad? Involved? No, but that was a mutual decision. Jack is my whole world. I don't regret having him when I did, but sometimes I wish his father was around to help him with some of the guy things, or at least give me a break. He can be really exhausting. I bet. He can ask 500 questions before you've answered the first one. I noticed that. I had to get him out of the house. I thought he might give my dad a heart attack from asking so many questions. I'm used to the barrage of questions, but it wears everyone else out. I bet your parents were glad to see him. The last time they saw him, he was just a baby. Oh. I'm a terrible daughter. I was so afraid of becoming my parents and being stuck in this town that I punished them for my shortcomings. I got out and I was never coming back. If Jack didn't get sick, I wouldn't be here. Is he okay? He's fine now. But he was so sick, and I couldn't work. In a way, I'm surprised that my parents took me back. I treated them like garbage. You're their only child. Of course they were going to take you back. I didn't talk to them for years, Daryl. I was horrible to them. So what's the plan? Save some money? Move back to Chicago? I am all out of plans. I'm broke. I'm sleeping in my childhood bedroom. I'm a single mom. I don't have a job. I don't have any prospect of a job. And I got a kid that exhausts anyone who spends five minutes with him. It's not a wedding resume. Well, he seems like a happy kid. And remember, Santa comes tomorrow. <laughs> 
he's expecting a bicycle from Santa. I can't ride a bike now. It's winter. I know. I was planning to use that as an excuse when it doesn't show up underneath the tree tomorrow. I'm going to have to figure out something by the time spring comes because the one thing about Jack is he won't quit asking. Do you have something for him tomorrow? My mom was able to scrounge up a few things. My dad is going to give him an old baseball glove. Ah, he'll like that. I hope so. He wanted to play Little League this year, but I was too busy to get him to practices, so I didn't sign him up. Mom, that man over there says I can take one of the presents home. I told you there isn't anything in any of them. They are just decorations. No, Ma. That red one has something in it. I told you that. I shook it. There's something in that one. Hey, Ray, would you please tell Jack that there is nothing in those presents? He just wants to take home one and put it under the Christmas tree, and I said it was fine. There's something in that red one. Did you put anything in one of those presents? I was bored, so I put a ketchup bottle in one of them. In the red one? I don't know, probably. There's something in this one. See, you can hear it. I'm sorry, Ray. It's okay. You can open it, Jack. I don't think you're going to like it. It's nothing special. It's a present, Ma. I like presents. See? It's just a ketchup bottle. I like ketchup. That belongs to Ray. You're going to have to give it back to him. No, this is my present. It's, it's okay. He can have it. I'm sorry. I'll pay you for it. He can have it. I have three more bottles here on the counter. Thank you. See what I mean? He can be exhausting. <laughs> you could give him a bottle of mustard tomorrow, and I'm sure he'll be happy. We have a report of a car doing donuts in the parking lot of the Lutheran Church of Kepler. Daryl, are you in Kepler right now? Tanner! I'm three blocks away from the Lutheran Church. I'll take care of it. Duty calls. Do you need some help? No, I just need to take his keys away. Are you going to arrest some bad guys? I'm going to go see. Are you going to shoot him with your gun? Jack. I'll probably give him a ticket. If I don't see you all, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I used to do donuts in that parking lot. Why am I not surprised? Where's the treads off on your tires really fast? I did donuts in that parking lot once, too. Now think of it. I did, too. That was a long time ago. Do they have good donuts in that parking lot, Mom? (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Last Exit for 20 Miles by Kevin Kennedy. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Last Exit for 20 Miles, a radio play by Kevin Kennedy. We head back to Ray's Diner in Kepler, North Dakota. It's full tonight. As the evening grows colder and the storm continues, we rejoin these friends, neighbors, and strangers as they share a Christmas Eve together. The radio sits on a counter next to some coffee cups and a few remaining pieces of pie. Michael's with you here on KFGO. Reports are coming in of cars in the ditch all over the Red River Valley. The DOT has just issued a travel advisory on interstates I-29 and 94. They are both closed at this hour, and the plows have been pulled off the roads until morning. So please do not travel if you do not have to. The airport is reporting 10 inches of snow already. Another 10 inches coming overnight. I'll be here to keep you company all night long. You're listening to the Mighty 790 KFGO. Thank you. 
Well, it seems that the snow has miraculously stopped and the plows are back out on the highways. It looks like we'll be able to go see family tomorrow for Christmas dinner. I also suppose that means Santa will be able to finish making his deliveries tonight here in the upper Midwest. I'll certainly be here to keep you company throughout the night. This is the Mighty 790 KFGO. I'm Dan Michaels wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. I've got a four-wheel drive truck. Thank you, dear. Well, that's why you don't have money for a ring. You spend it on that stupid truck of yours. I need that truck for work. You work for your dad. I helped Daryl pull Tanner's truck out of the ditch last night. You never know when you need a good truck. <laughs> Pulling Tanner out of the ditch should be your full-time job. I don't think you're going to be able to get out of here tonight. I've worked in much worse weather. That may be, but the interstate is shut down, so I don't think you're get, you'll get very far. I have faith that it's going to let up and I can get out of here. We don't have a motel in Kepler anymore. That's not necessary. I don't think you should sleep in your truck either. I can call my wife and have her make up the spare room. That's quite all right. We're friendly people here in Kepler. It wouldn't be any trouble at all. I know that, Ray. That's why I'm glad that I stopped here, but I'll be fine. Do you need to call your dispatcher or your, your wife? My wife knows exactly where I am. I told her I was going to stop in Kepler. Well, I hope that is enough. Most people in North Dakota haven't even heard of Kepler. I read about it somewhere. Remember, I told you I like to stop in a different diner each year and get a slice of pie. Well, the offer stands if you change your mind. I'm positive that I will get out of here tonight, but thank you. Obviously, that old man isn't from North Dakota. He's delusional if he thinks he's going to get out of here tonight. I'd offer him a bed at my place, but I think Sydney would lose her mind if I brought home a stranger. Yeah. Mom, can we go sledding? Maybe tomorrow. Ah, there's a lot of snow. Can we go tonight, please? It's dark out, and besides, you aren't dressed to go sledding. I have a hat and mittens. You need snow pants and a scarf to go sledding. Besides, it's too late. Maybe we can go tomorrow. Ah, There isn't a hill big enough to sled in Kepler. It's flat as a pancake. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. They plow a bunch of snow into a pile at the end of town. I suppose you could sled down that. That's right next to the creek, dum-dum. He'd slide right into the water. Oh, yeah. I could pull him in a sled behind my truck. You don't spend a lot of time thinking before you speak, do you? I never took him sledding in Chicago. I don't suppose there are a lot of great hills in the city. He went sledding with a kid from school once, but I don't know where they went. I didn't even have a sled for him. I went sledding a lot as a kid. It was one of my favorite things to do. I still love it. I could probably find someone to take him out snowmobile riding. Do people snowmobile around here still? Yeah, lots of people snowmobile in Kepler. Who do you know with a snowmobile? Tanner. You can't be serious. I wouldn't put my worst enemy on the back of a snowmobile that Tanner was driving. Daryl has an Arctic cat. At least I know he used to have one. I can't afford a bicycle. I don't have a job. I'm a terrible mother. No, no. You're a great mother. Oh, did you hear that? Look how happy your son is. Kids don't smile that much when they have terrible parents. Sometimes I see all the things that his friends have and I feel guilty that I'm not able to provide those things for him. You'll find a job soon enough. And I believe Santa just might be able to uh, bring him a bike. Don't let him hear you say that or he'll get his hopes up. Christmas is about hope. You think Sydney's still mad? Yes, but I can assure you she's going to stay mad until you get home. So the sooner you get home, the sooner she'll get over being mad at you. You're probably right. I'm going to head home and get this over with. This is for the cup of coffee. The rest is for you. <laughs> the coffee's only a dollar. This is a five-dollar bill, Earl. You need to save this for your ring. I'm not getting the ring tonight. Besides, 
you have a much better chance of saving the money to buy your bus ticket to Nashville before I have enough money to save for a ring for Sydney. Thank you. Oh, I forgot. Promised you a ride home. Oh, you go home and take care of that girl. We'll make it home. I'll, I'll give them a ride. You sure? No problem. You have a Merry Christmas, Earl. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. I know your mother from church. Yeah, she likes to go to church. She talks about you quite a lot. Really? She probably didn't have many good things to say about me, I'm afraid. No, she always had nice things to say about you. Well, she likes to talk about her grandson. She didn't know much about him. A grandma knows about her grandkids, trust me. She knows if they're okay. She always said Jack was fine. Then this fall, she said she felt like something was wrong. He had pneumonia. A grandma knows. I'm afraid something is wrong with our grandson. I'm sorry. I wish our son was able to move back to North Dakota with Patrick. I'm sure he'll get it figured out. Owen was always resourceful. You're right. I bet he'll move back here next Christmas just like you did. Dear. Oh, that'll be wonderful. Honey. I'll get to see him every day. Helen, he's not moving back to North Dakota. She's got custody, and that's just the way it is. She's a bad mom. No, she's not. She's the same mother she was last Christmas when they came up. It just didn't work out. Because of her. No. Owen is not easy to live with. He just has some difficulties. It's more than that. He just has to figure a few things out. No, it's not that simple. Owen has PTSD. No, he doesn't. He just gets sad sometimes. It's PTSD. I'm going to go use the restroom. Is she okay? She'll be fine. She just needs some time. You know, sometimes I think the PTSD affects her more than Owen. PTSD? Did Owen serve in the military? Yes. After high school... He said he wanted to see the world before he went to college. His mother didn't want him to go off to fight, but, but he insisted. I drove him up to the Army recruiting station in Fargo, and he signed up. I thought it would be good for him. I was in the Army myself. It made a man out of me, so I thought it couldn't hurt. We drove down to see his graduation from basic training at Fort Benning in Georgia. Helen was so proud of him standing there in the sunlight with that uniform on. He told us that he was given his orders and he was shipping out in a week to go to war. Helen cried that night at the Holiday Inn. We decided to stay the extra week and see him off. We both got to know Adam while we were down there. He was a very courteous boy from Texas, always smiling. Helen was happy that he would have a friend over there with him. War can be lonely, she said. Everyone needs a friend. We watched them both put their green duffel bags next to each other underneath that bus. Owen kissed his mother. Even Adam gave Helen a hug. His parents couldn't make it. They got on that bus, and that was the last time we saw Adam. Owen sent us a short letter about what happened. Adam was killed while entering a house. Owen was right behind him. But Adam took the bullet. Helen was convinced Owen wasn't going to come home alive. She slept in the living room by the phone because she didn't want to miss his call. I'm sorry. Six months later, he came home, but he wasn't the same Owen that left a few years back. He didn't work. He barely slept. He would walk around Kepler in the middle of the night. Helen thought 
if she could just cook him enough food that he would begin to feel better. Finally, I took him up to the VA in Fargo. Every Thursday, I would drive him up. I'd sit in the parking lot for an hour, then we'd drive back home. Each time, I'd ask him what happened during his session, and he would say, nothing. After two years, he came out and asked me to drive by North Dakota State University. Two weeks later, he was accepted. Helen believed he'd turned the corner. We bought him a used car and moved him into an apartment by the university, but he still came home every weekend. He wasn't making any friends. He still wasn't sleeping. I found out that he was walking the streets around the university in the middle of the night. I didn't tell Helen that. Eventually, he made a few friends in the computer science department. They were all younger than him, but they liked him. They all got an apartment together his last year at NDSU. That was the year that he met Vicki. She was everything he wasn't. She was outgoing, liked to laugh, came from a wealthy family. Owen asked her to marry him. She told him that she was going back to Minneapolis after graduation because Fargo was too small for her. Imagine if she saw Kepler. She came down a few times. She couldn't get over that we didn't have a stoplight in town. Owen told her that he would move to Minneapolis. They had a big wedding two months after graduation at her family's country club. We didn't know that she was three months pregnant at the wedding. She never got the chance to use her degree in interior design. Owen was able to land a job with the city, but with a new wife and baby, it seemed like they never had enough money to suit her. She was used to more and didn't like living in an apartment. Her dad co-signed a loan so they could buy a house, but the payments were more than Owen could afford. Owen got a second job, and that helped for a while, but it never seemed to be enough. We even helped out sometimes. Some of Owen's old problems started to come back. He wasn't sleeping. I called the VA in Minneapolis and was able to get him in there to talk to someone. That helped for a while. Patrick was getting older, and Owen would take him out to do things. Patrick was his little buddy. Owen would send us pictures all the time. Helen put them in frames. We have a whole wall with pictures of Patrick and Owen. Vicky isn't in any of the pictures. I knew something was wrong. I found out last February that he'd been living alone for six months. When they came up last Christmas, Vicky agreed to do it for Owen's sake so that we wouldn't know that they were getting a divorce. I caught Vicky staring at that wall of photos a few times over Christmas. She hardly talked to Owen while they were up here. My wife thinks they're getting back together, but Owen told me that they're signing the final papers on the divorce next week. Ray, I thought you'd like to know that you're out of paper towels in the women's restroom. I'm on it. Have you ever thought about getting a hand dryer in the restrooms? They're kind of expensive. Oh, it would save money in the long run because you wouldn't have to buy paper towels. Oh. Plus, it's good for the environment. We should go pretty soon. I want to be home in case Owen calls. I was just talking with Carolyn. What are you doing for Christmas tomorrow? My mom is making dinner. Oh, you should come over for pie afterwards. I made three pumpkin pies and we can't eat them all. I don't think my mom made a pie. Then I insist that you come by and have a slice of pumpkin pie tomorrow. Uh, do you remember where we live? 
just up the next block, right? White house with green shutters. We have a wreath on the door of the only house on that block with a wreath. Okay. And bring your son. We have some presents, and I'm going to give them to him. You don't have to do that. I insist. Patrick isn't coming up. I know that. It's time for me to face reality, but I am going to enjoy Christmas. Does your son like trains? I don't know. He might. Everything is trains, sheets, books, models. I didn't realize there were so many things you could buy with trains on them. I'm sure he'll like anything. Even the wrapping paper has trains on it. Ray, the water's running in the bathroom again. Jiggle the handle. I tried that, but it's not stopping. I think you need to get Doug out here to fix it. I can fix it. Ray really needs to get that thing fixed, but he thinks he can save a few bucks by doing it himself. Doug is expensive. We had him come fix the drain in the bathtub, and it was over $200. Well, I think the toilet needs to be replaced. I have to go to the bathroom. Ray's in there fixing it right now. We have a boy's bathroom. It's right through that doorway. Do you want me to go with you? Yes. That girl has some problems. Everyone in here has problems. We need to help her. Honey, this doesn't need to become one of your projects. Patrick is sitting in Minneapolis right now, and I can't see him. His own grandmother isn't allowed to see her grandson on Christmas Eve. That's criminal. And that young boy there doesn't know who his father is, and his mother has nothing. I'm going to make sure he has a nice Christmas. Okay, Helen. I know. Owen is broken, and he's not going to be fixed anytime soon. Do you think I don't know all the things you did for him behind my back so that I wouldn't see that he's broken? I know. A mother knows. I tried to love him right out of his sadness. I cooked for him. <laughs> I cleaned for him. I cleaned his room. I washed his clothes. But that wasn't enough. I know that now. He needs to stay in Minneapolis and wait for Patrick. I can't do that for him. In my church group, we always talk about helping those in need. That girl needs help. And I'm going to help her. She has her own parents. One more person looking out for her isn't going to hurt. And you are going to take that boy out on your boat and teach him to fish. He has a grandpa. Well, then you can take him along, too. Okay, Helen. Now, I just need to help her find a job. Who needs a job? Oh, that nice young girl that's a friend of Owen's. Oh, let me know if you hear of anybody that's hiring. I don't know of anybody. Somebody that comes in here and talks about it. You know, just let me know. The toilet's all fixed. I just had to wrap some duct tape around the chain to take some slack out. Well, that's not going to last. It'll hold for now. You really need Doug to come out and fix it. I can't afford it, Lacey. Did I miss something? I think the travel advisory is still on. I only have two blocks to go. Jack would love to climb through the snow if my car is stuck. I can give you a ride if you need. You become the town taxi service, Ray. It's the least I can do for my only customers. Do you like trains? Mom took me on the train all the time in Chicago. The L train. It's the subway in Chicago. I liked riding the train. Do you have any toy trains? No. Do you like riding the train? 
Yes, I could only ride it with mom. My friend Nate's mom let him ride the train alone. My mom won't let me ride it alone. Nate's older. He's nine, Ma. Older than you? I'm almost nine. Your birthday isn't until June. That soon. Have you ever been fishing before? I wanted to get a fish tank, but Mom said we weren't allowed to get one in our apartment. How would you like to go fishing with me sometime? In a boat? Yes, I have a boat. Um, Jack doesn't know how to swim. Gil could teach him. Uh, what the? Yes, I suppose I could. I've never taught anyone. Uh, good. It's all settled then. Gil will teach him how to swim. Gil will teach him how to fish. And you both are coming over tomorrow for pie. And Jack likes trains. Do you drive a train? No. I used to work at the feed store. What are you doing back? Did she throw you out for good? I never made it home. If your truck is stuck, we're going to have to wait until morning to dig it out. My, my truck is fine. In fact, it's the perfect vehicle for this kind of weather. Well, I hope you can sleep in it when Sydney throws you out. So it just so happens that I just helped out our deputy on a local call. You did what? I was driving north when I saw Daryl's lights flashing up by the Lutheran church. I drove by there to see what kind of mess Tanner got himself into. Did he kill himself? Apparently, Tanner was doing donuts and he got going so fast that he crashed right through the church nativity scene and flipped over on his side. We just bought that nativity scene five years ago. Two of the three wise men went smash right through the windshield. Joseph flew over into the church. <laughs> there were farm animals all over the front yard of the church and one of the donkeys sailed into the cemetery next door. Well, Thank the Lord we don't put the baby Jesus in the manger until tomorrow. Huh. Uh, what about Mary? I oh, just missed her. She was kneeling there staring through the windshield at Tanner. <laughs> I don't think that she approved of all the garters that he had hanging around his rearview mirror. Is he alive? The driver's side door was pinned shut on the ground. Daryl and I had to pull the wise men out and one of their heads popped off. Tanner climbed out through the windshield. We tried to rock it back and forth to, to get it back upon its wheels. But there was just too much snow wedged all over it. He could have been killed. Well, it's only a matter of time until he is killed. Daryl asked me to hook up my chain to the truck. But the only thing we could hook it onto was the passenger side door, which was on the top now. I climbed up there, and I was able to get it open and, and hook it around the door. Were you able to get it down on all four wheels? Yes, but not without ripping the passenger door off. Oh, heavens. <laughs> Tanner was so angry that he said I had to pay for fixing his door. What an idiot. You, you should have just left him in the ditch last night. Daryl says, I'm going to give you a few options, Tanner. First, you can chalk up this as a learning experience. Never do donuts in the church parking lot again. And thank Earl for being a good Samaritan in the holiest of our seasons. Or second, you could charge Earl for the damage to your passenger door, even though he helped you out out of the kindness of his heart. And if you charge him, I'm going to charge you with reckless endangerment, <laughs> property damage. And on the drive to the jailhouse to Wapaton, I'm going to dream up a few more charges to slap on you. <laughs> then I'll have your truck impounded and you can spend Christmas in jail. Now with options like that, which do you choose? What did he say? Believe it or not, he had to think about it a few minutes. I believe it. He walks over and picks up the passenger door and says... This is going to cost me 400 bucks to fix. <laughs> At least. That nativity scene cost us 800 bucks. Daryl says, the clock is ticking, Tanner. What's it going to be? <laughs> Tanner says, my pop is going to be mad at me about the door, but mom will be mad at me Christmas. <laughs>
Sounds about right. Oh, she's going to be mad when she sees that headless wise man. Daryl says, who are you more afraid of? Tanner replies, my mom. <laughs> and that was it. We threw the passenger door in the bed of the truck, gathered up all the farm animals, rebuilt the manger, and grabbed Joseph down off the front steps. Daryl thinks there'll be so much snow on top of it tomorrow that the pastor won't notice. What about the truck? Tanner slid in through the passenger side because he couldn't open the driver's side door. The truck started right up, and he went home. And I came back here to tell you all about it. Sounds like Tanner deserves some coal in his stocking. <laughs> I don't think Tanner has ever gotten anything but coal in his stocking. You did a good thing, Earl. That is good karma to put out into the world. I don't know what that is. It means that you did something good, and eventually something good will happen to you. <laughs> well, you should go see if this good karma helps you with Sydney. No, she'll be mad that I was out helping everyone else. She's still mad that I didn't put the Christmas lights up on the roof. You can't climb up on the roof. You'll kill yourself. That's what I told her. But she's mad because the Pattersons have so many decorations up next door. No one can compete with the Pattersons. You know, I'm going to get my hair done next week. I'll have a word with her. You are the Christmas Eve knight in shining armor. And she needs to know that. Let me see if I can fix the light on that tree. I already tried to fix them. I'll probably just have to throw them out. Jack, will you help me fix that tree? We can fix it. Hey, Mom, that policeman is coming in. <sighs> oh, it's been quite an evening. Earl told us. Oh, Helen, I wasn't able to get the Star of Bethlehem out of Tanner's truck. It was wedged in there pretty good. It looks like a hood ornament. <laughs> the ladies on the Christmas decorating committee are going to be very upset. I don't think anyone is going to notice until you take the nativity scene down in January. Tanner can get the star out with a crowbar and put it back tomorrow. No, I don't think he should touch it. I have one of the wise men in the backseat of my car. I wasn't able to reattach the head. I hope no one notices that there are only two. Tanner's mother will notice. She's on the committee, too. Hey, Mom, look. It was just a fuse. I put another one in there. Now that looks much better. I don't have a fuse. I do. I always carry a few extras on Christmas in case someone's lights go out. Well, thank you. That's my gift to you. I, I put some money on the table. I think I'd better get going. Oh, you're not going anywhere tonight. The snow is letting up, but the interstate is still closed. What about the county roads? Well, they're the last ones to get plowed. South Dakota is 10 miles from here. I don't know about their roads, but I'm sure they aren't plowed either. When I got off here, the sign said last exit for 20 miles. Nothing but fields around here. Kepler's all by itself. But the people here are good. Even if Tanner does live here. <laughs> you know, most people think Christmas is about giving presents, putting lights up, and eating pumpkin pie. But I think the true meaning of Christmas is to give of oneself and bring happiness to others. You've done that here, Ray. All of you have. I think you're stuck here for the night. Would you like to take that spare bedroom? I need to use your restroom. Right through there. You don't have to jiggle the handle in there. That toilet works just fine. I want to thank you for a fine evening. He should call his dispatcher or something to let him know he's going to be stuck here. I already said that to him, but he said his wife knew where he was. I bet Tanner's dad's going to be mad. I followed him home to make sure he got there safely. We put a tarp over the cab so no snow would get inside. You should have let the cab fill with snow. <laughs> hey, Daryl, do you know how to swim? Sure. 
I had to take a water rescue course at the academy. Good. Then you might be better at teaching someone how to swim than Gil. Who needs to learn how to swim? This young boy right here? Sure, I could do that. Would you like to learn how to swim? I've been in a pool before. We didn't have any place for him to take lessons in Chicago. Isn't it on a lake? Lake Michigan, but nobody swims in Lake Michigan. It's too cold. That settles it. In the spring, you are going to teach young Jack here how to swim. Are you still going to be here in the spring, Carolyn? I don't know. Mom, can we stay until the spring so I can learn how to swim, please? We'll see. I'm going to have to look for work. Ray is going to keep a lookout for jobs for you. Um, sure. I just wanted to let all of you know that this has been the finest Christmas Eve I've ever had here in the diner. I started keeping it open about 10 years ago that, so that people had a place to go if they had no one to spend it with. I've always thought of Ray's Diner as a place where good people could come and be with other good people, and I truly believe it's become that. But things have been tough the last few years. I, I had to take out a second mortgage on the diner to keep it open. When that wasn't enough, I took a second mortgage out on my house. My wife has been driving up to Fargo to work just so we can keep this place open, but it's not enough. We talked it over, and we're going to have to shut down Ray's Diner after New Year's. Oh, no! So I'm going to be out of a job? I'm, I'm sorry about that, Lacey. My wife thought I should let you go six months ago because we couldn't afford to keep you on, but I, I knew you were saving up for your bus ticket to Nashville, and I was trying to help make that happen. Now I'll never get to Nashville. Sure you will. There are other jobs out there. Well, not as good as this one. I mean, you always let me work whenever I wanted to, Ray. Gonna miss this place. <laughs> me too. All right. I put everyone in a sad mood. It, it's Christmas. Who would like a free slice of pie? I've got three slices of pumpkin and a whole apple pie. Say, Ray, that older guy's been in the restroom an awful long time. You better go check on him. I'll do that. Who would like a slice? I'll take a slice. Can I take a slice home to Sydney? Maybe that'll cheer her up. A slice of pie makes everything better. He's not back there. What? The old man, he's not back there. Did you check the women's bathroom? Yeah, that was empty too. Let me check. Where could he have gone? He couldn't have gone far. Where did he park his truck? I didn't see a truck out there. Did he park it around back? Well, there's not enough room to park a truck in the back. He's gone. How? He went out the back door. He pushed the door open just enough to push back the snow. I saw tracks leading away. He's not going to get very far in his truck. The snow is too deep. What truck? I never saw a truck out there. There's not too many places to park a truck in Kepler. He said he was driving a truckload this evening. He said he drove a truckload every Christmas Eve. He never said he drove a truck, Daryl. You said that. Well, what is he driving around in then? He can't have gone far. <laughs> Jack, stay inside. Daryl will find him. He'll find him. Someone could freeze out there. He's not going to freeze. If his truck gets stuck... He doesn't have a truck. Mom. If he walks, he will freeze. Does anybody remember if he was wearing boots? Mom. Not now, honey. He was wearing boots. Everyone in North Dakota wears boots this time of year. He's not from North Dakota. I don't remember boots. Mom. What, honey? This present wasn't under the tree before. Of course it was. It's just another empty box. This one has something in it. What? This one has something in it, and it has Earl's name on it. Let me see that. It's for you. What? Two Earl from Santa. Is this a joke? <laughs> Don't look at me. Would have been a good prank, but I didn't think of it. There's a note. Earl. <laughs> this should help things with Sydney. S-C. S-C stands for Santa Claus. What is it? 
It's a ring. An engagement ring. This one is for you. Too lacy. This present didn't need a box. An envelope works just fine. I know all your dreams will come true. S.C. Santa Claus. What is it? it? It, it's a bus ticket to Nashville. This has your name on it, right there. See, it says to Ray. I see that. It's just papers. That's like getting socks for Christmas. What is it, Ray? It's the mortgage to the diner. There's a note that says, keep the diner open, Ray. This town needs you. S.C. Santa Claus. It's stamped paid in full. This is the mortgage to my house. Paid in full. There's nothing left. What I want isn't under that tree. It's okay, dear. It's okay. There's a letter to Santa here. Why would there be a letter to Santa under there? It says to Santa from Patrick. What? Someone opened it. Let me see that. Uh, Dear Santa, you gave me lots of great presents last year. I especially like the model train that you brought me. This year, I don't want any presents. Could you do me a favor? I know you go all over the world on Christmas night. Could you drop this letter off so my grandparents get it? They live up in Kepler, North Dakota. Their names are Gil and Helen Schneider, in case you have to look them up. I miss them very much, and I won't be able to see them this Christmas. Could you tell them to call me on Christmas Day? My phone number is at the bottom of this letter. Merry Christmas, Santa. Signed, Patrick. That was the last one. There's nothing for me. He's gone. I went round back, but the trail disappears. The wind must have blown over his tracks. What? You wouldn't believe it if we told you, Daryl. Well, I just saw the darndest thing outside. What? Well, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. What is it? Let me bring it inside. It's got your name on it, Jack. A bike! Merry Christmas, Jack. Have Daryl teach you how to ride this in the school gym. SC. SC stands for Santa Claus. Did you get that bike for him? No. I swear it was standing outside next to the wall. Who would like to celebrate with some pie? It looks like I'm staying open. Well, I hate to do this to you, Ray, but I'm going to have to give you my two weeks' notice. I completely understand. Carolyn, have you ever been a waitress before? Does selling hot dogs at Wrigley Field count? It does. You're hired. I don't think I'm going to need this pie, Ray. I've got something better. Merry Christmas, everyone! You're still working for me, Lacey. Start handing these slices of pie out to everyone. Say, I was wondering, I'm off duty the day after Christmas. Would you like to drive into Wapaton and have dinner? I don't know. I might have to work. Don't worry. Raise a pushover. You can get any time off that you need. (laughs) I guess I'm free that night. Well, it seems that the snow has miraculously stopped and the plows are back out on the highways. It looks like we'll be able to go see family tomorrow for Christmas dinner. I also suppose that means Santa will be able to finish making his deliveries tonight here in the upper Midwest. I'll certainly be here to keep you company throughout the night. This is the Mighty 790 KFGO. I'm Dan Michaels wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Last Exit for 20 Miles by Kevin Kennedy. Featuring the voice cast of Steve Poitras, Pam Strait, Jacob Harchi, Phil Goodell, Kevin Kennedy, Jay Nelson, Elizabeth Wilhelmy, J.J. Gordon, Dan Michaels, 
Ali Juvi, and Noah Maline. Special thanks to Chief Engineer David Wilhelmy and Assistant Engineer Joseph Wilhelmy. Merry Christmas and have a Happy New Year. Thank you.